You have to try this. Okay, just a bite. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Social Takeout. Small bites of social discussion. Um, before we get to today's topic, we just wanted to ask you to go check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash hello social takeout. Um, if you sign up for $5 a month, you receive an extra episode every week. Um, there is a second tier, which is $55 a month, but <laughs> that's because there's some extra juicy stuff that I needed to Put behind another level of paywall. <laughs> <laughs> or hide it from certain people. Yeah. But also, please help us out by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can also find us on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at Hello Social Takeout. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, do you remember when you asked me if my boobs suffocate me if I lay on my back? <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, no. This crazy person on the phone. No, but like, can, it is, but how it is do you just lay that, down? I mean, like, you were talking about the size of your boobs, which is like, should we say it? I was actually <laughs> talking about buying a bra. And I know, were, the size. Were, yeah, and you were like, whoa, that must suffocate you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Today anyway, so- we're not talking about anything related to boobs or bras, but we're talking about mental illness. That's how we lost all the straight guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're talking about mental illness, and it's something that we each have personal experience with through members of our family and um, Jeremy's personal experience with an anxiety disorder. Yeah, I do have anxiety disorder. Uh, mm-hmm. I was diagnosed about four years ago. Uh, I'll talk more about it like deeper a little bit later. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think right up front, we want to say there's nothing wrong with mental illness. Absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> therapy is great. Believe My me. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with needing medicine. So take your medicine. It is there to help you. Absolutely. So, so let's first define what mental illness is. So what okay, is mental well, illness? Well, first of all, Jeremy's really confused about this <laughs> and keeps <laughs> insisting that dyslexia is a mental illness. Apparently um, not. <laughs> yeah. If I had one, like I would happily speak openly about it right now. And we'll talk later about how um, for a really long time I was worried about having a mental illness that runs in my family. Uh, Mm -hmm. like really heavily in my family. (laughs) Um, That said, dyslexia is a learning disability, quote disability, um, Mm -hmm. and not a mental health disorder, um, though ADHD is technically a mental health disorder. I think that's where you're getting confused. Yeah. Um, But really few people and doctors even refer to ADHD as a mental health disorder. Um, And like, in the U.S., homosexuality was considered a mental illness until, like, 1973, which is crazy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, back to the question, what is actually mental illness? So, mental illnesses are health conditions involving changes in emotion, thinking or behavior, or a combination of these. And uh, mental illnesses are associated with distress and or problems functioning in social, work, or family activities. So mental illness is common. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Jeremy, let's talk about your anxiety disorder now. Um, How do you handle and manage it? 
So, like I said, I was diagnosed four years ago. Things are a lot much more better right now. And mm-hmm. uh, mine wasn't as much of an issue. I was I, I lucked out in many ways. I could actually manage it with simple vitamins and no heavy drugs were required. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just understanding what my trigger was, was helpful, uh, which was a which was and still is uncertainty. And to a lot of people, it still is. Like not knowing what's going to happen, that sort of fear. So like, you mean 2020 was great for your anxiety. <laughs> oh my God. Like that could be like stuck with me forever. Like there's yeah. so many things because it's like learned behavior as well when it comes to mm-hmm. anxiety. So it could be taking you back to a place, things like that. But just knowing it really helps. So, so there's this, yeah. uh, there's this, thing I listened to on NPR and there's an article about it in the description but like scientists are worried or like behavioral scientists are worried that um, anxiety caused by the pandemic might become chronic for a lot of people. Oh, I believe it. And you don't have to have something. This is something that can come out of spring out of nowhere as well. Mm-hmm. Anxiety. And I think what we have actually seen through 2020 and maybe 2021 too, <laughs> a yeah. little bit, uh, is probably like there are kids being bought up in this environment. Wear your mask. Don't touch. Like this is stuff that causes anxiety and starts particular feelings and, you know, hormones in your body. Yeah. Uh, the sort of fight or flight sort of feeling. Um, so that can stick with you for a long time. Um, yeah, like in I my know. case, like in my case, like I know some people actually need to take like medication, like heavy drugs for it. In my case, it was just gone with like simple vitamin B12 and magnesium. Because I have to say this again and again, your diet makes a huge difference for your mental health. Uh, yes. So for example, if you have bad gut health, that can yeah. be... a causing you to be feeling cloudy, depression, all this kind of stuff as well. So do look into the deficiencies that you have into your in your body as well. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said also about like environment. Like yeah. for a really long time I was like I'm depressed, I'm depressed and I went to a therapist and she was like, "Uh, I don't really think so. I think you might just be surrounded by assholes." <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and I was and like lo and behold like oh. I took myself out of that situation and I was like oh okay Feels better. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. also did you ever experience anxiety at all um not not really but recently I have just like around the pandemic and like Marcus and I were buying groceries and then he like thought the crowded bus was like the perfect place to tell me that there was like a new third strain of coronavirus in Berlin. (laughs) And I was like, God, (laughs) you know, I was like, and he did not understand why I was like freaking out. And I was like, could you just like, maybe not tell me that when we're on a bus with like a hundred other people. (laughs) Also, there's a fun study getting it back to like, um, diet being a big part of you know your mental health mm-hmm. a study found that people who ate foods high in b vitamins in this case like yeast-based spreads such as like marmite and vegemite had mm-hmm. better anxiety and stress scores than people who did not australians be like super stress-free <laughs> vegemite <laughs> like what the hell that thing's i don't like it but uh, yeah, if you like that. it eat it Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um, something else that I learned recently about mental illness is that women with mental illness who are pregnant have a lot of trouble during their pregnancies um, because they often can't take um, the medicines they need to stabilize their mood. Um, 
And a friend of mine is currently pregnant, which is how I learned this. And she was just like really upfront and frank with everyone about it. She was like, this is something no one talks about. And like, I'm really struggling. Um, And she personally um, deals with depression, but she can't take any of her meds right now. And her hormones are all over the place, which, you know, that's like basically all pregnancy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's been really difficult seeing her struggle and just like, you know, trying to do what I can to check in with her, but it's like, that's not anything I ever even thought about. Yeah. Like I will talk about a little bit more into detail about this later, but my mom, uh, mm-hmm. has mental illnesses as well. We talk about what it is later. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, she couldn't take a medication either because she was taking some seriously strong shit. Uh, and that would have actually affect me as a baby. So mm-hmm. um, she just couldn't take it. So during that time, uh, her whole mental condition actually got worse. And yeah. also during the nursing period. So yeah, there's something to talk about that as well. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with formula. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the types of mental illnesses? So let's play a fun game. <laughs> Call out the ones you have personal experience with or have family members with them. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going to win this game. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So first one, Sarai, you go ahead. Yeah. um, So depression, which is a mood disorder. Definitely have family members. Same here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next one, anxiety disorders. Uh, Poster child here. (laughs) Personality disorders. Uh, Uh, I think so. There, my, when a family member and I suspect another family member <laughs> of this. Yeah. yeah. So it's not diagnosed. You think it? Uh, they actually have it. It might be yeah. diagnosed, but I yeah. think, like, especially within my family, there's a lot of shame about mental oh, yeah. illness, and so they like keep it under wraps. Yeah, not just your family. Stigma on mental illness is like, uh, yeah, it is the worst yeah. curse for mental illness. Psychotic disorders such as like schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Eating disorders. Uh, I don't think any. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Is like black Southern eating an eating disorder? <laughs> no, that's just like culture. Yeah. <laughs> like a useful like <laughs> uh, joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trauma related disorders such as like you know PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely some of those in my family. <laughs> I mean, you're American, so (laughs) PTSD is like part of your culture in many Mm -hmm. ways. Exactly, Uh, yes. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Um, Substance abuse disorders, definitely in my family. Exactly. Also, we should define like what substance actually is. Like some people think like painkillers are not substance abuse, things like that. Uh, Yeah, that would definitely be substance abuse if you are abusing painkillers. I mean, even alcohol, you know. Exactly, yeah. A little too much wine. Okay, bipolar, also a mood disorder. Yep, definitely runs in my family. Real strong. I don't know about that in my family yet. I'm sure that it's there. That one, it's like, let's see, one, two, three, three people for sure that I know of because I was snooping and found their medicine on accident. Oh my God. All right, let's talk more about bipolar then. Okay. Your personal experience. Um, So yeah, I have a lot of personal experience with this. Bipolar runs in my family. Um, Yeah. My grandmother was bipolar. Like, so when 
when she was a young person, it was called manic depression. Yeah. Um, so there are actually like two types. Um, type one is where you have more highs and mania. And then type two is where you have more lows and depression. But then yeah. um, there was something I was reading that um, was saying you could have like any variation of these two things combined. Like you could have them exactly. at the same time. You could have more of this, more of that. Yeah. Um, growing up with my grandmother um, right next door was really difficult. <laughs> she, yeah. She, you just never knew which, which person you were getting, you know, kind of deal. She wouldn't go to doctors. She would not take any medicine. Um, but then like she would, oh, I have a very clear memory of just like not being able to sleep. And then I looked next door and my grandmother's light was on. So I just walked next door and it was like maybe midnight or 1am and she had pulled every single thing from every cupboard in her kitchen and Mm. like the radio was on and the sink was running and she was nowhere in the house (laughs) you know like all the doors were open (laughs) um yeah and then like very vivid memories of her just like staying in her bedroom and in her bed for a year yeah yeah. That's very sad. So on self.com, they have an article with a list of 14 things everyone should know about bipolar disorder. Um, let's go through some of them. You want to start? Yeah. So bipolar disorder is a mental illness characterized by um, dramatic shifts in mood and behavior. And bipolar bipolar depressive episodes tend to look a lot like classic depression. So people yeah. can't get it confused. Mm-hmm. Manic episodes are more complicated than simply being up. Yes. I've <laughs> yes. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and people can experience symptoms of mania and depression at the same time, like you explained earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several types of bipolar disorder. So actually not just the two, but um, honestly, I don't understand them all. So <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, it, we should just do all our own research on it as well. And uh, yeah. the, And the symptoms of bipolar disorder can present at different severities and in various combinations in different people. So there are actually four different conditions related to the disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last one that I thought was worth mentioning here, and obviously you should just go read this list. It's in our um, notes. Um, Therapy can help people cope with bipolar disorder in a few different ways. And um, people with bipolar disorder can and do lead very happy healthy lives which is why i'm just like just take your medicine <laughs> you know yeah, take a medicine um, do therapy <laughs> yeah like um and i it, that's easy to say and it's mm-hmm. simple but at the same tar- part time it's really difficult you know oh so, for sure yeah <laughs> yeah it's because also when it comes to medications you know how expensive these medications can be as well oh my god yeah uh, yeah and just therapy can also be expensive and also then the stigma along with it that's a whole bunch of layers of reasons why uh people can actually go into a spiral yeah absolutely uh, now with anxiety disorders since i am the f- fellow spokesperson for it in this podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just want to talk a little bit about it. So anxiety disorders are a group of mental disorders characterized by significant feelings of anxiety and fear. So anxiety is a worry about future events. So like I said, this uncertainty thing. Mm -hmm. And fear is a reaction to current events. So these feelings may cause physical symptoms such as increased heart rate and shakiness. So in my situation, like I used to have 
full-blown panic attack. So Mm. I was running a business in uh, Toronto where I had multiple clients and one client could just simply say like something went wrong. And it's also this part of being a perfectionist in your job in a way. So I was just like, oh my God, everything is crumbling. And I still remember being under my blanket in the middle of the afternoon, like two o'clock during a work day, not being able to take phone calls and just like in fetal position, like shaking. Um, That is when I actually started going to the doctor because a friend of mine said like, dude, (laughs) I think you have anxiety because she actually had it. And that's how I actually started going to it. And they said like, you are really down on B12 and magnesium start with that first and Mm -hmm. it slowly went from there yeah yeah (laughs) um so another one we wanted to talk about is schizophrenia um yeah you're you have some things to talk about but um according to mayoclinic.org schizophrenia is a serious mental disorder in which people interpret reality abnormally um, schizophrenia may result in some combination of hallucin- hallucinations. Excuse me. I almost <laughs> misread that word in a very embarrassing way. Uh, hallucinations, delusions, and extremely disordered thinking and behavior that impairs daily functioning and can be disabling. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, according to the WHO, um, schizophrenia affects more than 21 million people in the world. Over Mm. 50% of them do not receive appropriate treatment. Um, And I feel like that also ties into like um, something we want to talk about on our Patreon, which is the correlation between homelessness and mental illness. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. um, But you have personal experience when it comes to this illness. Do you want to talk about that? Maybe? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, it's about my mom and obviously my mom's quite open about it so I can actually talk about it mm-hmm. um, so my mom has schizophrenia severe schizophrenia and like I said before uh, when she was nursing me and also was pregnant with me she couldn't take her medication it actually got worse and that mm-hmm. sort of felt like guilt for me for the longest time like you yeah. know my god she got worse because of that um, and it's also kind of interesting growing up with a mom who has schizophrenia because she actually had seven personalities that were really real to her around her so imagine like a five or four year old walking around the house and your mom's just talking to different personalities one and these what people need to realize is these hallucinations are so real to these people even if they know that hey this is an hallucination uh because some of her hallucinations before her medications came into effect um actually physically hurt her so she could physically feel someone burning her with cigarettes, things like that. Mm. So, and that's a scream that you hear. So it's so real to them. So get help. The thing, yeah. the problem was when it comes to diagnosing schizophrenia, it, it, that's like the extent, right? No doctor jumps to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go in a step-by-step process. It took about six or seven years of trying different medical like cocktails and things like that for, for her to get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it can be such a frustrating road where you're taking all these medications that actually has all these side effects. She, I remember, would sleep in throughout the whole morning. I had to get ready for school by myself mm-hmm. when I was a real like kid, make my own lunch and things like that uh, because she just couldn't get herself out of bed because these medications are so strong. Yeah. Um, and that's where the stigma also falls into it, where people started calling her lazy 
Yeah, uh, like, like family she's members. Lazy. She's, she's not lazy. And the thing is that she was probably, she is probably one of the smartest people I know. She's actually smarter than most people who are not on medication. Like, oh, absolutely. She, yeah. It's like, like, I hate this thing of like, oh, you're mentally ill. So that means you're stupid and lazy. And but it's like, uh, also no. clearly thinking, because a lot of people think that if you're mentally ill, you can't clearly think. Yes, there are sort of boundaries with it. But mm-hmm. sometimes she would be like, no, like we're talking about business or whatever. My parents have a business together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she would be the person giving the most interesting ideas. And I'm like, even me yeah. to this day I'm baffled by it because and then she just goes into her own world <laughs> she just comes out of it for a second listens to it says something and then goes away sort of idea like not physically but mentally so it's quite interesting um a lot of the times I personally think these are also very creative people because their mind is constantly on this mode of creating things in front of them uh yeah. her situation is a lot better now but yeah but the stigma really sort of affected our family i would say how like specifically how did it affect you guys so specifically um so there's a whole bunch of family members who think she's just like i hate using this word but crazy uh, mm-hmm. like they don't see it as a medical problem they just they i think it's also i don't know if it's a cultural thing indian people don't come out for me but <laughs> uh i think they have an idea that first of all being a woman can be hard enough mm-hmm. uh it's kind of like oh you're a woman so it's going to be hard life for you anyways because uh finding a good man to marry is going to be hard so they're always kind of like oh she lucked out that uh, my dad married her my dad's family always had this sort of resentment towards my mom's family because when they got married she wasn't that severe of a case when it comes to schizophrenia Mm -hmm. uh so they just feel like they cheated him and they wanted them to get divorced like this whole thing was like my whole both sides of the families hated each other because of that Mm. so that obviously affected me as a child i was sent from dubai to india to live with my grandparents for some time because um they were getting almost going to get a divorce because of the situation because of family members because of this fucking stigma Going more yeah. into stigma, it is estimated that one in six people in the past week experienced a common mental health problem. Also, 10% of children and young people aged 5 to 16 years have a clinically diagnosable mental problem. But even though so many people are affected, there's a strong social stigma attached to mental illness and people with mental health problems can experience discrimination in all aspects of their lives. And mm-hmm. nearly nine out of 10 people with mental health problems stay, say that stigma and discrimination have a negative effect on their lives. And we know that people with mental health problems are amongst the least likely of any group with a long-term health condition or disability to like find work, be in a steady long-term relationship, like mm-hmm. I said, <laughs> like, yeah. live in a decent housing or be socially included in like mainstream society because it's sort of like ostracized in many ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I had this friend, like, I'm not calling them out or anything, and I'm certainly not, I'm not qualified to say that anyone is mentally ill or they're not, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, it to me, it just seemed like at the time she was really struggling, uh, they were really struggling, and, um, and then recently, like, they had a death in their family, and mm. so, like, I'm always the first person to be like, go to therapy. Therapy is wonderful. 
everyone should do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. therapy is great. I'll help you find the therapist. And um, in the US, they have like sliding scale, which means like, even if you make a penny a month, you can go see a doctor for like half a penny. Um, and so I just suggested this like multiple times. And finally, she, they were just like, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. That's not for me. That's not something that I think is appropriate. Um, and even after this death in their family, they, I, I talked to them about going to grief counseling, even through their church. Um, Mm -hmm. they were just very closed off to this idea and really were quite offended that I kept suggesting it, but it's like, I really feel that it was just the, the idea that there's shame in needing to go to therapy. Yeah, it it comes again from the stigma of like, oh my God, I'm not mentally stable sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you're not because life is, <laughs> life sucks sometimes. They actually throw you these different loopholes because sometimes you're just not built for that. Yeah. And it's nice to be able to talk to and sort of unpack these emotions with a person. That's what it is. That's all therapy really is. It's not yeah. like... Um, I don't know. Even if you don't really have an issue, I think you should be able to go to therapy. I used to listen to this um, like radio show as a teenager called Loveline. Um, yeah. And it was like people who would just call in with like relationship problems and like family problems and get advice from like there was a comedian and a psychologist. Yeah. Um, so like <laughs> it was a really entertaining show. But like um, b- their whole shtick was like, even if your dad just missed like one little league uh, game as a kid you need to go to therapy for like eight months yeah. you know like <laughs> everyone has feelings everyone sometimes needs help processing those feelings uh, yeah. therapy is wonderful and then like you know sometimes people go through actual trauma um, mm-hmm. trying to handle that on y- your own is I feel not only dangerous but like why would you do that? Like you wouldn't, like if you got shot in the arm, you wouldn't try to handle that yourself, you know? (laughs) See, that's the thing too. I think people sort of differentiate mental health with physical health and they give one more priority than the other. Your mental health, your brain (laughs) is as important as the rest of the parts of your body. I would say it's Uh, the most important. Exactly, yeah. So I, I think we're living in a culture where they think, mental health because it's not how do i say this tangible like you don't touch the way you think or something Mm -hmm. so they just think it's just like that's your personality but no that's actually sometimes a chemical imbalance in your body uh, that makes makes you think a particular way um yeah yeah, so i will say like um so i have an autoimmune disease celiac disease and one of the most common side effects for people who are undiagnosed or untreated is like depression Um, and it's kind of like what you were saying earlier of your diet affecting your mood. It's like this to an extreme, like you have, your body has an autoimmune response to the food that you're eating. It's like poison. Um, and it really does start affecting your brain chemistry. Um, so like, and that is like the most common symptom. Exactly. Um, and yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of things that we do that actually has a side effect on our mental effect, not just what we eat. 
It could just be the way we are built. So someone says something, it could be a trigger, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's just understanding it. In my yeah. case of anxiety, it was understanding what my trigger was and what was the imbalance in my body chemically, like vitamins yeah, <laughs> sort of idea. And that's been like, I'm not saying it's like 100% gone, but knowing it, now I know what to do sort yeah. of idea. Uh, uh, it, yeah. Sorry. Can we go on like a giant tangent for a moment? Sure. Yeah. Like always. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Vitamins. I always was like, "Mm, they're kind of bullshit. It's that doesn't do anything. Uh, (laughs) I know. I know. And I talked to one of my friends and she was like, yeah, I still think that. Um, But uh, like a couple of years ago, I was like getting really tired after workouts and just like I felt like after I walked up the stairs, I needed to just like sleep for two days. Like I was just getting (laughs) so freaking tired just randomly, like with the most minimal physical exercise. And so I went to one um, racist doctor and he gave me like, uh, he gave me Not on purpose, right? (laughs) No, not on purpose. Um, but he was like, I think, I think it's in your head. And, um, and then he gave me like nine referrals to like a psychiatrist, to a neurological, um, doctor, neurologist. That's the word. Okay. Um, to an ear specialist, to just like every single doctor you could think of. And I was like this, what? Um, so like I finally went to just a different house doctor, like, um, what is it called in the U S like primary care doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she saw all of these referrals and she was like, what kind of bullshit is this? And she was like, if you're really feeling tired and dizzy, like, uh, either it's a problem with your ears or it's a problem with your vitamins. Um, (laughs) like why is his first thought, like go to a neurologist. That's crazy. Um, but so long story short, like she was like, you need to take vitamin D, K, um, vitamin C, you need to take some iron. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I started taking them and then after a month it was just like completely normal. Exactly. And that's something that people just don't understand because your mental health is directly connected with how your body is functioning too. Sometimes gut health, yeah. probiotics. I don't think people really realize that. Yeah. Uh, that can cause like cloudiness and depression as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like, I know we're supposed to talk about the correlation between homelessness and mental illness, but um, environment, we haven't talked about that at all. Um, so I, I mentioned this earlier, like there was a time where I thought like, maybe I'm really, really depressed. Like I should be on medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I went to the therapist and she was, it, it was a psychiatrist actually. And they were like, well, uh, it doesn't really sound like you have the, you know, the, the, you don't check all the boxes for depression. Like, why don't we just talk about what's actually going on with you? Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, <laughs> you know, I hate my husband. I want to get a divorce. Like, I'm trying to finish school. Well, uh, my family, <laughs> that would do it. Well, you know, like my family isn't supporting me and like wanting to get a divorce. Like, yeah. um, you know, we're separated. I lived in my car for like two weeks, you know, and they yeah. were like, oh, yeah, you do not need medication. You need to like uh, fix your life. <laughs> Basically, they were like, 
Yeah, it, it, you're just in a bad situation. Like it's a bad environment. So like exactly. Even just what I took from like leaving that session was that like there are small things that I can do um, mm-hmm. to immediately improve my mood and environment. So it's like for me, it was being on a schedule. You know, going mm-hmm. to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. and doing these scheduled things, like including exercise, um, those endorphins are great, (laughs) you know, definitely. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Even with anxiety, it was like this little things that I have to do is one is lists. I know this Mm -hmm. sounds so boring, but just writing things down, like, uh, because my anxiety was like, I need to plan, like, uh, uh, what's going to happen next sort of idea, Mm -hmm. especially when you're running businesses and stuff, just writing it down and sort of ticking it. Uh, that sort of was like a mental way of saying like everything is okay you have everything in front of you and when I started to feel like an episode was coming um I I used to run Mm -hmm. uh running actually got the energy I was so fucking fit when I (laughs) I I is there poutine that he's running towards I just like ran every single day. Like my stamina and everything was like fucking great. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, I go up the stairs just to come to rehearsals with you guys. And I'm like, <gasps> I don't even like, bother anymore. I'm like, look, you, you're going to have to unlock this elevator. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you just need to find out those little things that actually help you in the moment to do it. And it's completely okay to do that. Don't feel bad about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So kind of back on topic with the stigma, um, Mm -hmm. there was this thing that I read that like um, in half of the U.S. states admitting to a history of mental illness can lead to a loss of driver's license, an inability to serve on a jury or run for public office, or even potentially lose custody of a child. Um, And yeah, like... You know, at I what mean, degree, though? How do they like measure that? Like, is I'm it not, just like you got diagnosed, you're going to lose your child? I'm not really sure, but like, I mean, we've all watched trash TV, right? And so, yeah. like, um, in a lawyer show where like someone's suing the other um, person for custody of their kids, you know, and so they drop a bombshell to like get the judge to side with them. It's like mental illness or cheating, right? Um, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, even, even just like peripherally, peripherally in our society, it's like, okay, uh, mental illness is something that should be hidden. Um, Mm -hmm. I I can't think of an example, but like any sort of political show where someone's depressed, (laughs) you know, it's like that needs to be hidden from the public immediately. Um, Trump. Um, <laughs> there was a whole... so much. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There's yeah. Like a lot of examples with him. Um, but that's the thing. Like, what degree do they actually, you know, take your rights yeah. away Look, and things if, like that? If you have a mental illness, it's fine. Trump yeah. is a jackass and he's crazy. <laughs> so, like, it's... if he has a mental illness, it's bad. But just him. <laughs> it's and... not the mental illness, it's just him. And <laughs> who's that goblin in the Senate? Which oh uh, god yes um uh, uh something I keep wanting to say McCormick but that's not McConnell his name. McConnell uh, there you yes. go Mitch McConnell his yes. stupid ass the Goblin <laughs> oh my god that's all I can think now when I see the ghost face <laughs> he looks like it oh god anyway I feel like we're 
I feel like this episode is done, possibly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> yeah. go into our Patreon now. Yeah. All right. On that note, let's go into our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we talking for about? listening for this week. We're talking about the correlation between homelessness and mental illness and also about how um, dealing with family members who have had or have mental illness has personally affected us. Um, yeah. It's definitely going to be behind a paywall. Uh, <laughs> it's a little too real. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. So come listen to more of our therapy on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so do follow us on Facebook, Insta, Twitter, and do give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.